I don't know how many of our listeners appreciate this, but winter time in Canada means hockey time, which triples my workload. It means I have to work nights. So <laughs> I I have to get back into the habit of avoiding my mentions oh, on challenge nights. Yes. No one spoiled it for me, but I knew this episode of the challenge, War of the Worlds 2, was lit because my mentions were blowing up. I'm John Chidley Hill. And my name is Sheldon Alexander. And I got to agree with you, John, because I feel like from doing this podcast and recording it when we do, which is normally the morning after, um, I have mastered the ability to scroll through Twitter and avoid challenge conversation. And I know people talk about there's like a function on Twitter where you can like block out certain words. And I know that's a thing. I just never really looked into it. But I've become pretty good at it. But you're right. My mentions as well. And it was just and I'll, I'll applaud our listeners as well, because there were a lot of people who were very polite about it, too. They were like, I don't know when you guys watch, but I need to know when you guys watch ASAP. Right. Like there are a bunch of messages like that that I was just kind of like, oh, I like that this person was very cautious about not spoiling what happened in this episode because there was a lot to spoil, <laughs> but people did not do that. And for that, I appreciate you guys. I really do. Guys and gals. Yeah. yeah I, Jill said, so Jill Robinson at, at days, Brad, at days, Brady Pats says, when do you watch the challenge episodes? Because there's so much to discuss. <laughs> right. To, and I was just like, okay. All right. To right. answer that question, we both typically watch at 7 a.m. the day after. Yes. And we record at 9 a.m. because and, we work nights, basically. <laughs> and shouts to my guy, John, who I was like, can we try to do this maybe a little earlier? I got to figure out my morning. I'm like filling in and producing our show this week. And so I woke up at 5 a.m. to like get my like normal work stuff out of the way. Like get my note, my morning like show prep work and research notes and like sent out to the team. I like got up early, was up at like 5.30, researching, getting all that stuff out. And then I'm like, okay, now I need to watch the challenge. <laughs> like this is my life. But, and so I went into it super tired. But this episode, I just said to you, John, before we started recording, wow. <laughs> like, yep. I'm happy that it was this episode when I'm this tired because I'm awake right now. <laughs> that was amazing. The amount of times that I've come on here and said the challenge is the best reality show on TV. Wow. That was an incredible episode. Back to back, just bangers from the challenge. I was when the episode like wrapped up as the credits rolled i actually said out loud to myself in my condo <laughs> this is the best show on television so good there's so, so good. there's so many things at work let's start with uh, as soon as uh last week's competition ends elimination ends with west getting sent home they're literally getting off the bus and kyle cleverly just grabs Laurel's arm, pulls her aside, and says, hey, you guys just took out Wes. He told me that here are the other members of his alliance. Kara, <laughs> Cam, Ninja, Ashley, and Polly. 
And the first thing I'm thinking to myself, and I noted it down, was that list doesn't line up at all with Wes's actual <laughs> list that he himself read off. And, like, I could probably look up my old notes, but, like, there's no mention of Joss and Rogan in that list, who are, None like, like, Laurel has evidence. Jordan sussed it out that they were in an alliance with Wes. And yeah. then I loved that in confessional, Kyle's like, I'm just making it up. Like, he's like, I am like reading, like, he's like, I'm reading into this. I gave her plausible names. Yeah. And Kyle, Kyle has proven to be a great challenge character because he clearly gets the game. Right. Yes. Like he's a solid competitor, tries really hard. Obviously, we know he, he puts in work in the sheets, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Also understands the politicking of the game and for him to come up with this and i had the same reaction to you as you did in terms of being like wait i missed this whole part with wes saying this was his alliance but it was such a funny play where he's like oh i just basically made up and told laurel whatever she wanted to hear and made up a bunch of names and i thought wait a second wasn't not that kyle had a deal with wes but i feel like they were on okay terms no but either way, it's yeah. just a great gameplay from Kyle. Great gameplay from Kyle. And I think before we really get into this episode, because it's important, we should talk mm-hmm. about, in my mind, there's a difference between having a deal and having an alliance. Agreed. Right? Agreed. Like, a deal is that is sort of a temporary, conditional contract. Yeah. Right? Where you're like, okay, for this upcoming elimination i won't put you in if you promise to never put me in for or like if you promise to not put me in next week like that sort of thing and an alliance to me is a season-long agreement between three or four people who all know that they're part of the same alliance Mm -hmm. to work in tandem at all times and to um to just like have each other's backs and to never throw each other in. Like, would you feel that For those sure. are the the correct yeah, definitions? I think, I, I think the deal is more so like, okay, if you don't mess with me, I'm not going to mess with you. We're not going to go at each other, but that's yeah. it. And then the alliance is we're all working together so that all of us can progress and do a good job moving forward within the game. Yeah. Right? Like, I we're did. all working together for the betterment of all of us. There's I, power I, in our numbers working together. Yeah. I just wanted to, like, sort of define that. Because, first of all, there's going to be a lot of talk about alliances. And also, I think we talk about this a lot. We, we as in you and I, have contrasted Johnny and Wes a lot. The Batman and Superman of <laughs> the challenge. Okay. And, like, we've talked about, like, their different, like, ongoing strategies that they deploy and how, like, the moral, like, when they get, especially Johnny, gets, like, all morally, like, worked up, it's not really a moral issue, it's just two different strategies. And I think one of the important distinctions is that I think Wes works in deals and Johnny works in alliances. It's interesting. Just, just it's like interesting. historically, like Wes, 
rarely has a long-term alliance from start to finish. And if he does, it'll be just, like, one person. Like, last mm-hmm. season with him and Hunter. Like, him, yep. he and Hunter were in an alliance. But then also, last season, he had deals in place. Yep. Right? Like, he had a deal in place with, was it D and Ninja? But it was only, no, it was uh, D and Maddie. And it was, but it was just for that elimination. Like it was just for that round of voting. You know yeah, what I totally. mean? Whereas Johnny is like, these are my people. We're like you, like Leroy, me, Zach. We're in this together to the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nope. Totally agree. Totally agree. So back in the house, people are reeling from Wes's elimination. <laughs> right. Everyone is sort of in react mode. Cam is pissed that Laurel did that. Polly is speaking to Josh about how he was manipulated by Laurel and Johnny and that he's so emotional. He's really scolding him like a child. And I love Polly's imitation of Josh. Hi, I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm emotionally unstable. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we talked about it a bit last week, and it's true, though. I find myself on Polly's side here, and I've, I've yeah. written that down way too many times this season. But he says, I mean, when he wasn't making fun of Josh, he says, trust me, from experience, I know that playing this game with emotions is not good. And I was like, yeah. whoa, that's really good self-reflection there from Polly, because yeah. he's right. That's gotten he's him into trouble right. in the past. I also, I have to add, on that note, Wes tweeted. Wes tweeted a lot last night. He had a lot of thoughts and feelings. Oh, he I said, <laughs> you know this is a cast full of assholes when the world is starting to become a fan of Polly and Kara. <laughs> Which, that's straight fire. And also, shout out to our man, Lawrence Thomas, who tweeted oh. at Wes, yes. saying, that's exactly what Sheldon Alexander said last week on You Killed It. Hey. Thanks, LT. Hey, 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 hey. People can't see, but I was just pointing like my finger guns in the air as he did that. See, that's how you know we're both from Toronto because I was literally doing the exact same thing. <laughs> like, hey, 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 hey. It's a Toronto thing. Sorry, people. It is. It's a Toronto <laughs> thing. We don't have real guns. We just have finger guns. <laughs> oh, man. But there's more drama going on in the house, too, right? Like, Yes, the, the West thing has people reeling because people are trying to make sense of it. How did this game turn? Why would the U.S. team turn on each other? There's a lot going on. And you have Cam and and Leroy having a conversation because they're trying to make sense of this, right? You mentioned Josh and obviously Polly, all these people trying to figure things out. And I, I asked a question. I wrote this question down for you, pardon me. The question is, can the U.S. team come back from this? Like, or are they just split forever? Like, at that point, I was like, what, what's going to happen here? Do you think they can bounce back and, like, start working as a unit again? Or is that just done? The only way they can bounce back is if they, like, one side of the American side wins. You know what I mean? Like, if, okay. if they basically eliminate all the problems. And that was part of the problem with Josh's thinking. And... It, I, we both said it last week, eliminating West does not eliminate the problem. 
Like West yeah. was not the source of the division. They're all the source of the division. Like there's <laughs> no one on the American team where you can be like, oh yeah, no, you're like you're you're just like getting along. Like Ninja and Ashley are sort of like furthest removed from the drama, but like yeah. everyone has a hand in it. Like Jordan does, Tori does, Laurel does, Johnny does, West did, Kara does. Like they like. They're all Josh. They all have a part in this whole situation, whether they want to admit and, it or not. Leroy does. Is, Zach does. The thing, too, imagine that question before we even got to the part of the actual challenge that yeah. they threw, but which we'll get to. But before that, we got to talk about this pool scene. Okay. Yeah. You know me. Fans of this pod knows I'm here for the pool scenes. I'm also here for the club scenes. Right, like that's what makes the challenge a challenge. Yes, I love the challenge. Like all of these things mixed into the pot, you know, the cook up. All mm-hmm. of these things make the meal, right? Yep. So <laughs> we get this montage of Bear just like being Bear, Mr. Reality TV himself. <laughs> this, I don't know, this is probably my line of the episode just because it was so ridiculous. But my guy just, he's like, he says, I have feelings for Laurel. I have feelings for Georgia. I have feelings for Ashley. I've got feelings for Kaylee. I'm what one would call a slag, which is someone that gets with everyone. <laughs> like, what is going on? And this is matched with a montage of him just like in the pool all over each one of these people. And I'm not going to dive into, you know, is he talking about, is he literally smashing all these people? I think he's talking about like, you know, He's heavily flirting with all of these women, all in the same house, which I just find hilarious because my guy was just about to get kicked off the show, right? And it's kind of like, hey, well, I'm still here. I might as well enjoy my time. And I respect that. He's just living every day like it's his last, and I respect it. Uh, And I believe the strategy he's employing right now is that he's just, he's planting seeds, and you know ah. he'll maybe he can harvest them later. What um, is the term? The politicking. The politicking. That's right. I have two questions for you. Okay. The first is, given that Bear is spending so much time in that pool, exactly how much HPV do you think is floating around in that water? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I my, mean. <laughs> my second question for you. <laughs> Is when are we going to start working out together in matching Canadian flag shorts? Okay, so this Josh and Josh and Rogan thing, like, yeah. I, I was going to skim over that part because I was just like, <laughs> okay, guys, we get it. You're bros, right? Like, we get it. You're bros. You like each other a lot. You hang out with each other a lot. You work out a lot. Cool. I get it. But, hey. One of the reasons why we love the challenge, because we say the same thing all the time, is that there's equal opportunity in terms of, um, what's it, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, equal opportunity misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense, right? Yeah, okay. And so they give something for the ladies, they give something for the dudes, whatever it is that you're into, whoever you are, whatever you're into, there's something for you here on the challenge. That's and true. And again... To back up my, my line again, I respect that. Yeah. 
So Georgia does not like Bear floating around in the pool. And Josh tells D hold on, about... Hold on, Sorry, sorry, sorry. I can't skip over another one of Bear's great lines here. So Laurel says, again, I really like your face and your eyes. And Bear responds with, I like your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? Followed up by Bear saying to Laurel, hey, do you think we should start trying for babies? And Georgia, who can obviously hear and is watching this go on, she says... He, yeah, he said that to me yesterday. <laughs> there, man. He, he's entertaining. Say whatever Georgia, you want. Are you not entertained? Georgia had a great episode. Um, yes. So she is saying in confessional that she does not like seeing Bear flirt with Laurel and, and Kaylee. Josh tells Dee about how he's frustrated by the Georgia and Bear situation. And D tells Josh that if Georgia hasn't really reciprocated by now, he should give up. And he yes. basically starts to cry and has to dunk his head underwater to, like, hide the tears. Which, hey, the the old pool dunk to hide tears, it's a great move for, like, a grade <laughs> six pool party. And I just, I want to give advice to Josh on the off chance that he's listening to this show. And, and to any of those those young folks out there who might be listening to You Killed It to, to distract themselves from their romantic problems. <laughs> okay. And that is mixed signals aren't mixed at all. Like if someone's uh-huh. giving you mixed signals, that the signals, they're not that into you. Yes. That's just, Correct. I'm just, you know, we teach life lessons here too. It's not just about the challenge. It's... You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge slash life lessons. Agreed. Agreed. Can I follow that one up? Yes. It would I be wish you to, would. It, it would be to accept the friend zone or don't. Yep. No, notice that you're in the friend zone and either you're going to be cool with it or you're not. But you have to acknowledge it because the sooner yep. you acknowledge it, the sooner you can move on. The friend life zone lessons. is undefeated. Right? Yep. We should have some, like, the more you know music, you know, like <laughs> the star, <laughs> like that sound effect. I'll, yeah. I'll edit it in. I'll try to I'll try to find it and edit it in <laughs> if I don't fall asleep. Oh, man. But, yeah, let's get to the actual challenge because this was super interesting how yep. this went down. It was very uh, interesting. This was called what? Relic Hunter. Or Relic Runner, sorry. <laughs> see, and, uh, see, I'm glad you said Relic Hunter, because I thought of Relic Hunter 2, starring Tia Carrer of Wayne's World fame. <laughs> Remember that show? <laughs> I, yes, that's exactly I where my mind went to. Filmed in Toronto. Hey, shouts to Toronto. Shout out um, to Toronto. So basically how this worked was each team would have to be at the bottom. You would have to carry two relics up the hill. One at a time, obviously, while the opposing team stood at the top of the hill and they had a bunch of different objects that they would try to distract you with, whether there were dodgeballs of different sizes. Uh, There was a massive like, what do you call those air bubbles that people are in? I don't know what those are called. I know what you mean, but I don't know what they're called. Right. You can go in the middle of them and roll down the hill. Uh, There was a slingshot with the ball there's a huge hose and all those things are used to try to distract the people climbing up the hill uh with the relics and 
there's supposed to be a strategy to it. Some teams had a strategy. The the UK team definitely had a strategy in terms of what they're trying to do or who the players were they're trying to target. But that side of it really didn't matter because some people on the US team, John, decided that they were going to take matters into their own hands in terms of deciding the outcome of this game. <laughs> and who were those people, John? They were Laurel and Johnny. It starts with Laurel purposely walking in front of Kara and going slow. And Kara would like try to step around her and Laurel would just like step back in front of her. Yeah. And Bananas, who drops his relic. So as soon as your relic touches the ground, you have to go to the bottom and start over. So Ninja drops her relic by accident and, like, legitimately. Like, she's trying her best. Bananas drops his on purpose. And then Ashley, our girl Smashley, drops hers after Bananas bumps into her. Yeah, Bananas does a solid acting job of, like, tripping into Ashley and knocking her over as well. But before we, like, like just this strategy alone, like, their whole plan that they're going to throw this elimination, this challenge, what did you think of their strategy? Like, I didn't understand it. Like, what they were trying to prove here. I guess uh, Johnny and Laurel had done the math, mm -hmm. and they knew that they had numbers. Okay. So their thinking was, this is an opportunity for us to vote in someone who's pitted against us. Okay. And get rid of a member of Wes's alliance slash someone who might later oppose us. I don't, so, I'm not, I'm saying that's the logic. I'm not saying I yeah, agree yeah, yeah. with it. I'm just saying. Because yeah. there's a lot of things here that made no sense. And I think... You know, we, we discuss it from our preview show and every episode after, and we'll talk about it in this one for sure. The beauty of Laurel is that Laurel talks a lot of shit. She talks a big game, but she's always super confident in the fact that she is she can beat anyone in an elimination. So she can back it up when need be. So part of this, I'm assuming, is she's also thinking, well, there's no way they'll try to throw me in to the yep. elimination. And that for sure is her fatal flaw here, but also like a massive miscalculation. Like it's not until the very, very end of this episode, really, where they have the club scene that that even really comes up as a possibility. But to me, wouldn't you think like the risk would be so high? Like, why would you even do that and and, and be at the forefront so heavy to be calling shots when you're not in control? Like, wouldn't the better strategy in terms of trying to take out whoever you wanted, which you could still do, would be to win the challenge and then have one of you guys be in, be the speaker and then vote in whoever you want to vote in, even if it is from your own team? Yeah, that's a much cheaper, like a much safer and intelligent way of doing things. Like, I like really just felt no like, sense. yeah, I really felt like they were overthinking it yeah yeah like if you just win and hey maybe you don't become the speaker maybe if you win you can't guarantee who's going to become the speaker for your team but again if you're basing this on the numbers chances are you would have the numbers at least in the tribunal that you could get the vote to go whichever way you wanted or the chances of at least one of 
Laurel or Johnny Bananas being in the tribunal. Like, it just made no sense to throw the challenge when you're not in control over who gets to go into the elimination. Like, that is a dumb plan. Oh, it's a, it's a very, and like, it's, they're dealing with a team of entirely veterans mm-hmm. who all immediately saw through what they were doing. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Like, as yeah. it was happening, Kara's like, okay, it's very obvious. And then when, like, Bananas dropped it, everyone's like, all right. And then Ashley just stops playing. Yeah. Because she's and like. I don't blame her. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame Ashley at all. And TJ, like, starts to get mad because we all know how he feels about quitters. <laughs> but yes, then he, but then, like, I think he reviewed the tape. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I see it. Like, I understand. She's not quitting. She's mad because her teammates are trying their best. That's fair. And, and also, too, right, we talk about how they do such a good job of editing together these episodes. And I'm pretty sure this challenge looked way better after they edited it together as opposed to how it came off in real time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I think that in real time it didn't really look as difficult as they might have thought it could have been. And so maybe the acting that Bananas and Laurel had to do to throw it was way more horrible in real life than what we saw in the edited version. Because like they made this look kind of epic, right? Like it looked really slippery. Like they're climbing up in the mud and they're dodging all these balls, right? Like it looked really, it looked hard. But looked at the end badass. of the day, yeah, it did. It really did look badass. Uh, but yeah, the fact that you would do such a bad job of trying to throw it or like making it so see through that you're trying to throw it was just a weird, weird thing to me. Like it, none of it really made sense. I don't know if it makes sense. And it makes me wonder if, you know how, remember we go back a couple seasons and, oh, maybe it was even last season. It was last season when they were talking about how um, in the finale, not the finale, the reunion show, and Zach, they were talking about how like Zach made such a terrible call at one point and basically threw the challenge because sometimes these guys just want to come on the show, but they only want to come on for like a couple weeks so then they make like these like crazy ass calls just as like an out. Yeah. It makes you wonder like is that what was going on here because like it's just a dumb gameplay. But with that said, I don't know what Bananas is up to. Bananas is is going to live off the Bananas rep forever and there's still part of me that thinks Laurel is just the boss and thinks that she can beat anyone anyways. So, who knows? Just a theory. Yeah, Bring it out there. I, I do know. think there is a lot of arrogance on their part. And, like, you know, Leroy, who's part of the scheme to it, well, he didn't really throw it, but he was aware of the scheme. It was like, oh, man, Bananas is such a good actor. But, like, no one bought it. <laughs> right? And then, like, yeah. he just came off as, a, I mean, an even bigger dick because he's at the bottom he's like yelling at ashley for not finishing and she's like you just threw the competition you knocked me down like why are you shouting at me and then polly also calls him out right there at the bottom of the hill and and like polly and nani start arguing and bumping chests i will give this to nani when she gets mad she will not back down from anyone (laughs) did you see that turbo was just like holding her like a child (laughs) <laughs> Yo, just, like, Turbo has place. just been super quiet, taking in the nonsense 
of the U.S. team the entire time. Like, he's not saying anything. He's just sitting there just like, what is happening? Yeah, and, like, you know, it's kind of a shout out to what ends up happening later on with Ninja, where the realization pops in, like, oh, so this is what the challenge is like. Yeah. <laughs> because last season wasn't like that, right? No, they're learning. It was so different. Yeah. <laughs> but Turbo's just, like, quiet the whole time. And you're right. He's holding back Nani, but... She's throwing a couple slaps at Polly. Like, I don't even know why they were really going at it, but they were fired up. Everyone's fired up. The U the U.S. team is just, like, floundering at this point. Even what? when... No, go on. When was the last time you saw security having to be deployed at one of the competitions? Like, I didn't True. even know they took security to the competitions. <laughs> It makes sense, like, in hindsight, like, these people can pop off at any minute. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of the Suicide Squad, like, how they need guards at all times because they'll <laughs> be at each other's throats otherwise. Yeah. So the UK officially good. wins, and all I can think of is, like, this tribunal among the Americans is going to be lit. Like, if they're <laughs> screaming at each other like this. And then well, TJ asks... On. What have Go you ahead. seen just the announcement of who won and like the selection of who's going to be the the speaker, right? Or who's going to be in the tribunal, whatever. What have you seen that this lit, right? Like it was a complete gong show as they're standing there and TJ just making the announcement, right? That the UK team won and all hell breaks loose because they can't decide who's going to be the speaker, right? Everyone's just yelling. Bear's trying to nominate himself. Kyle's trying to elect himself. Georgia's trying to elect herself. The U.S. team is still fighting with each other. Like, it's a complete gong show to the point where TJ's just screaming, guys, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was actually really funny that these grown-ass people, I can't even say it was like high school. I can't even say that because it was, like, worse than that. It, it yeah. was just insane the level of, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know childish behavior. Even if that does does it enough, because there's so much arguing, there's so much yelling in people's faces. Nobody listening to anyone. But let's get to the vote of the UK team, right? Because that ended up being super interesting. Because they couldn't decide who was going to be the speaker, and it went down to a vote. It came down to CT. And did CT have to kind of blow up his game a little bit here, John? Yeah, I, I. Just a little bit, but I also think that it's not going to cost him. Because, no. like, his arm was twisted, right? Where, like, he voted for himself to avoid breaking a deadlock between Kyle and uh, Georgia. No, Kyle and D. And Kara okay. uh, flipped out because she knew that if Kyle won, she's going in. Because Kyle and Kara hate each other forever. Still, right? Still, Crazy. yeah. And, like, Kyle acknowledged that that was his hope. <laughs> and um, so CT was told he could not vote for himself. He had to vote for either D or Kyle. And Kyle even said, like, I'm mad at CT, but I'm not going to say anything because he's terrifying. And I think... He, I mean, everyone knows that Kara and CT are friends. Yeah. And I, I, like, I don't think anyone's going to get that mad at him, where he very reluctantly 
like engaged in politics and he backed up one of his oldest closest friends like Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone can really get that mad at him you know and plus like the uk team still doesn't really know the ins and outs of the game anyways they probably didn't even catch on to what was going on yeah you know what i mean they probably didn't catch into what was going on anyways but uh yeah i mean ct does end up changing his mind he was just gonna burn his vote and vote for himself but then he ends up changing his mind and he picks D. And it was funny just to watch this whole thing come to an end because I've never seen this situation where people, like, you know, they stand on the blocks. But yep. these guys actually walked off the blocks and were just arguing. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen that happen before, right? But so D gets picked. And then maybe the most rational decision of the whole episode happens where she says, oh, okay, I'm going to be the speaker. And I'm going to pick Georgia and Idris because they've gone into eliminations in one. So I think it's fair for it's a fair reward for them to get to be in the tribunal. I was yeah. like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And I don't think we're going to really talk about him again this episode. But, like, Idris played his cards well this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it was, like, dumb luck or what. Like, he, when he made the vote that he did, like, he cited some, like, sound logic. But, like, from going from being put in and considered the worst player on his team, like, unless something disastrous happens, I think he's safe next week. You know what I mean? Like, he's hanging in there. Yep. No, Good for him. Good for Idris. Totally agree. Uh, so, no, go on. I was going to say, so we've got Laurel has taken out her notebook. Laurel's <laughs> infamous notebook. Trying to figure uh, out who should go in. She's drawing uh, facts and figures. She's making maps. She's She is like Charlie Day trying to figure out who Poppy, Papa Silvio is on It's Always Sunny. <laughs> Just Zach putting in that word. the line, right? Zach did have the line. There's nothing more intimidating than Laurel with her notebook. And Zach, yes, and Zach and Laurel actually have a conversation. And Zach, who had been roasted, as you said, at the last reunion for potentially throwing competitions, Mm -hmm. says to Laurel, like, hey, just whatever you're doing, don't throw competitions. (laughs) Like, cut that shit out. And she's like, well, and like explain to it. And she's like, well, who should we be putting in? And that's when she took out her her notebook to like run through all the possible scenarios. And like, here's what I think. Like, I think having that notebook is smart. Like if that helps you like figure out the votes and everything, more power to you. But it seems to me like it'd be so dangerous in that house. Like... You'd have totally. to take that notebook into the shower with you. Like, you would have to keep it on your person at all times. Like, it would have to be under your pillow. You know what I mean? Like, but you again, could... like the, the part that I don't understand is because the notebook also makes it seem like you think you're running shit, which she does. Yeah. But you're not in control this week. So how could you be that brazen to to just, like, you know flaunt the fact that we're gonna throw challenges because i think we're in that much of control of this game that we can throw challenges and i can still get whoever i want out of this house that makes no sense to me yeah 
that's just dumb. And also on top, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yo, we're but, gonna get there. Yeah, we're, we'll get there. We'll get there. But Zach's all, other pitch to Laurel was that he thinks that uh, himself, Laurel, Jordan, and Tori are the four strongest players. And so if they got to the end together, like he'd run a final with them. He is what he was saying, right? Yeah. Um, which I thought was very interesting for them to acknowledge. But basically, they're just talking about who would they be okay with going in. And they basically come down to uh, Ashley, Cam, Ninja, right, is basically who it comes down to. And Laurel figures out that if she can just convince Ashley to vote for Ninja, they have the numbers to get Ninja in. So yeah. this now comes back to my main question. And, and it, it really goes back to last week, too, with Josh. What is your end goal here? Because you're doing all of this to get Ninja out of the house? Like, that's your plan? Your plan is you're going to throw this challenge, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be in control so you can get out Ninja? What? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all to me. How does that make sense? You're, it is a lot of work. And, like, when she... So, Laurel pulls aside Ashley, basically, to tell her, like, vote with us or you're fucked. Mm-hmm. And Ashley agrees. And at the time, like, I wrote down that I think that Laurel is really underestimating Ashley. Like, yeah, totally. if there's anything... So. That's true. Everything, everyone underestimates Ashley. But just that if there's anything this show has shown us, it's that Ashley, A, is sneaky good at everything. Mm-hmm. B, she has a long memory. Right? And that, yeah. like, you, sure, you can intimidate Ashley now. And she'll be like, she'll rope-a-dope you and be like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go along with what you're saying. And then she'll fucking stick the knife in. And, like, she is a lot more surgical and, like, will do it when there's no way that you can get out of it. Like, she does not miss when she takes her shots. Yeah. And, like, it's one of the things I really like and respect about Ashley. I was just like, man, it's one thing to say, like, to go to Ashley and be like, hey, I don't really have a beef with you. Here's what I heard. Like, let's work together on this. Like, let's make a deal. Like, be conciliatory. Mm -hmm. And it's another thing to, like, threaten her. Yeah. Because, like, Ashley's not going to fuck around when she gets her chance. Like, she is lethal out there in her way. Yeah, and, you know, I'm going to float this idea because I don't think it's right because, I mean... If they had the numbers, they could have just thrown Kara in. But I thought this whole time that this whole Laurel thing and, like, keeping up, like, they keep bringing up Wes. And even when you get into the uh, nomination ceremony or whatever they call it, that tribunal ceremony where they're all at the table, and it's all about Wes. And they keep bringing up Wes. And I thought, is this a cover? Like, is Laurel really just trying to get at Kara? But because she doesn't want to give Kara the satisfaction of her, like, vocalizing I'm coming for you Kara because I still don't like you like is she just using Wes as a cover as a way to go at Kara yeah do you know it's, what I mean like and, and I don't possible. know because if, if that's the case and you have the numbers couldn't you just put Kara in right now but I don't know I just found it really weird I found it just a weird odd move and in trying to again I'm not saying I like you said I'm not saying I agree with that theory but 
I mean, we know Johnny Bananas is MO because we've even seen him walking around with the sign that says RIP West, right? Yeah. But um, Laurel here, I, I keep wondering if I know she might not like West, but it might also be a cover for just really trying to get at Kara maybe further down the line. But no, she can't shoot the shot yet at Kara. I don't know. I have no idea. But it just seemed weird anyways. Well, Wes tweeted last night, Apparently, I'm still the star of the show. I wonder if my enemies get their therapy covered by MTV's medical insurance. (laughs) Right? There's a lot of Wes talk. I've yeah, I've never heard a player that was eliminated from the game spoken about as much as Wes was. And, and I will note eliminated. Like obviously when on her final season when DM had to leave early, people spoke about her lots. This is different. We're yeah, talking about obviously. like Wes has these people shook and he's not well, even there anymore. Kyle. It's it's a it's a credit to Kyle, right? Hat tip to Kyle for sure. Yes. It's a great move by Kyle to really mess with everyone and like know that it'll get Johnny Bananas going for sure. Know that it'll get Laurel's competitive urges going, right? And so it it turned into a thing where every second word out of someone's mouth was Wes, Wes, Wes. And it was either you were working with Wes or no, I'm not working with Wes. And then there's a major argument, right? Is that when the argument with uh, Cam and them happened or no? It was after the tribunal. It was immediately afterwards. Okay, okay, okay. So the other thing, in in their meeting with the tribunal, there's so much back and forth. And it was a very weird, like, it's a weird scene, right? Because Laurel is, like, taking charge and, like, talking a lot of shit to Ninja, talking down to her. And we were saying that Johnny Bananas was kind of reined in. And I think this was the first episode where I was like, ah, here comes Johnny Bananas acting like a prick again, right? And, like, it was just, like, Ninja's so rattled because she doesn't really know what's going on. And Bananas just has this shit-eating grin on his face. And he's, like, laughing at this girl that has tears coming down her eyes. And he's like, welcome to the challenge. Like, it just seemed so odd for, like, a grown-ass man to take such joy in someone else's misery that, like, they didn't really do anything to deserve you know what i mean yeah and like it was just an odd odd scene i do think that ninja was a little naive like she seemed to think like oh you just compete as hard as you can the worst competitor on your team goes in that's that totally agree um but laurel's like anger that there's that there was a secret alliance (laughs) <laughs> is absurd and like we're, let's get to the argument between her and cam hold on but honestly there's an alliance between her and bananas so yeah, like what's well, the difference that, and that's what and i it, wanted to say like this idea that you can't have a secret alliance literally everyone at that table has at least one alliance happening yeah. and not a deal as i described off the top of this episode of you killed it but an alliance and like and, like, obvious ones, too. Like, Tori and Jordan are in an alliance. Joss and yeah. Rogan are in an alliance. Right? Like, super obvious ones where, like, they're never going to throw each other in. Uh, but, like, it, it's just, like, Zach. Like, you're, Laurel, you're working with Johnny Bananas, who's the king of alliances. Which is why I want <laughs> to establish it at the top. Right? Like, he's a guy who 
is the J in the J-E-K empire of Johnny, Evan, and Kenny. Right? Like, what? Like, it's one thing to be like, hey, you're in an alliance. I'm not in that alliance. I have to take out your alliance. It's another thing to be mad, like, to have, like, moral indignation at the idea of having an alliance. Like, also when people this is the know fucking that it doesn't make sense, right? Like, Josh, and if you're going to say that Wes was in an alliance with Kara and Polly, whereas at the same time, we know that Polly and Josh are cool, how does that make sense? If Polly and Josh were on a side where they're not going to go at each other, how does it make sense that Wes was in it with Polly and Kara and they're going to get them out? Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. I don't know. All of it was just crazy. But, you know... Again, as brought up by Tori, this the politics this season are just different, and this is what the real challenge is. And it was, a, it was an eye-opening experience for the the people in their second season because last year was way different than this season. And you're seeing that with this team of the challenge vets, this is how the game goes down. There's so much more to it. And, you know, I thought it was interesting. They end up picking Ninja, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And... Now she's meeting with the three of them in terms of Idris, Georgia, and D. And I like what Ninja says because she says, you know, I could just take the easy person and say that I want to go against Nani, but I really want to say if I'm going into an elimination, I want to take on the best person. And I want to, I want Laurel. And I respected that. I thought that was, that was, that's a big time call. I like that. It's a huge call. And like, I, in Ninja's position, I think it's the right call. Like, if I'm going to go down, let's do this. Um, I did love that D says, we'll put in whoever you want. And Georgia immediately says, no, we won't. We'll consider <laughs> it. And I will say that I miscalculated something. Because at the time, I was like, I don't understand why Georgia is so hesitant to put Laurel in. Like, why wouldn't you want to take a shot at Laurel? But realizing that obviously she's playing off the mindset that Laurel wants them to have, which is you put me in, I'm going to win. And when I come back, I'm coming after you, right? Like she was playing into it. And that kind of was the fear instead of thinking, well, cool. If Laurel, which she did state later on, you know, where she's like, if I have to go in and I'll take out Ninja and then I'll come back and then I'll take out Cam and then I'll come back and then I'll take out Kara. And it's like, cool. No one's saying that you can't do that, but all that means is now you're in multiple eliminations, which just gives the opportunity of a random challenge to pop up and screw you. Cause not yeah. everyone's going to be a headbanger that you can just physically dominate your opponent. Right. And the nope. more challenges you go into, the more eliminations you go into the greater chance there just being some random puzzle that anyone could win. But meanwhile, Kara meanwhile, is meanwhile. crying. She is basically losing it. And Josh says something interesting. He says, Kara is the battery on Polly's back. I feel like she's a negative influence. And I just have to note, is it just me or is everyone in this house so emotional this season? Tensions are high because I don't know if there's been a season like this in a long time. No, because of the elements that they're... Well, the element that they're forced to work with each other, or at least have to pretend to be working with each other, it's made the tension so much higher. 
right? It's just added another dynamic to the game that hasn't been there in a while, right? Because before you could come into the house and you know who you fuck with and you know who you don't. And then you just proceed like that, right? Like that's what it is. But in this game, you have to at least work together because you have to complete compete in challenges. But then the game plan and the strategy and what comes out at the end of that conversation with Polly and Kara, in which Polly's like, okay, now I know I need to think about this game differently, right? Like I need to start thinking about playing the actual challenge game, meaning like the behind the scenes game is just as important as the actual challenges. And I think that's get that's gotten ramped up because they haven't been in this position where you need to figure out the ins and outs and how this is going to work, which is evident by the moves made by Laurel and fucking Johnny Bananas, no? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So then we get your favorite time on any episode, any season of the challenge. Sheldon, we go to the quote-unquote club. Yeah, and I, I've got to say... disappointing. There's a disappointing club scene. Yeah, when it first popped up, like, I was like, okay, here we go, here we go. But as mentioned before, our longtime listeners will know, I love going to the club with the challenge because you get to see what's going down. Who's a dancer? Who likes getting down on the dance floor? Who's the one that just posts it up? Who's the one that is, like, the ringleader going to the bar and ordering the round of drinks? Right? Like... That's what I want to see in terms of the club scene. Who's talking to who? Who's whispering in whose ear? And there wasn't really much of that going on, per se. You know, there was not much. I mean, Laurel's talking her 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 big boss shit, you know, about how she's going to take out whoever. Telling Johnny Bananas that Josh is still falling for Georgia. Georgia and Bear, you see that start to creep a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But... The key here is Johnny Bananas doing his game and Johnny Bananas telling Georgia, do not vote for Laurel because it's a death wish. And Johnny Bananas is doing what Johnny Bananas does. He, it worked. Georgia didn't vote for Laurel, right? That's correct. It worked. It worked. And, you know, the, the, the other side of it, though, because, again, it's an element of the game that Johnny Bananas and Laurel aren't used to. Because if you look at it, cool, you convinced Georgia. All right. D was never going to rock with you. She's going to rock with whatever her friend Ninja says. And Idris isn't fucking with y'all for sure because y'all threw him in. So yeah. they completely miscalculated this whole thing. They really but did. Anyways. And I feel like Johnny and Laurel are overplaying their hand. For sure. Like, it's their plan. Like, I don't think it's the best plan. But, like, it's a plan. It makes... You know, it's keeping them safe, in theory, for a week. But just, like, if they'd been more subtle, you know? Like, if Laurel hadn't been just, like, marching around the house telling people what's going to happen. If Johnny had just let Georgia vote the way she wanted to vote. You know what I mean? Like, they just... If they hadn't been so obvious in throwing the competition. It's classic reality TV. 101 whether you're talking survivor or big brother or the challenge people make a big move and then they start feeling themselves yep right and then you get overconfident and then what happens to you the next week someone else is coming to take your corner right that's right 
you know, they got they got too overconfident and they overplayed their hand and maybe and you know, the biggest issue that we said last week in terms of Josh's move was it's way too early in the game. Right? And so that's what happened. You exposed yourself that early in the game and now you have this situation where, as you mentioned, they get back to the house and Laurel is having this whole argument, which I'd love to get your take and the people as well uh, that listen to this podcast that are challenge fans in terms of this whole argument with Laurel and Cam. Because I've already seen, because this scene was, they put on Twitter, right? The argument between Laurel and Cam. Yeah. And I was reading, I was going through people's comments about it. And there was a lot of people being like, I don't even get why Cam thinks she's so nice and Cam is always bigging herself up and blah, blah, blah. And that was without the context of the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I wonder if people's opinions have changed now because for me watching it, I didn't really have an opinion when I just saw the clip. But watching it in the context of the episode, I was like, no, I like what Cam did. Yeah. Because what Laurel has done in this entire episode has puffed out her chest and been like, I'm the boss. I'm running this. And she's done it loudly. And so Cam was just making it known, like, I'm not afraid of you. All your gimmicks, all the loudness. And I, and I respect that. That's two bosses going at each other. And I know people have this thing about Cam, like, oh, she's not a boss. What has she actually done? Blah, 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 blah. The main thing about that and being the boss, though, is that I'm not going to be intimidated. Like, you are not better than me, at least in my mind. You're not better than me. We are equals. I'm not afraid of you. I will go in the elimination with you. Everyone else might be afraid of you to go in the elimination and they tiptoe around you, but I'm not one of them. And I loved what Cam did in that scene. And I'm talking from someone who's a Laurel fan as well. I'm a Laurel and a Cam fan, right? Like I rep them both. But I loved that scene because it was just the two of them going toe-to-toe. Just like it made me want to see the matchup in the elimination. It's also... What Cam's saying is true. She was not in an alliance with Wes. Like, they'd had conversations. But, like, again, I don't understand. And, like, I like Laurel. I'm a Laurel fan like you. But, like, I don't understand what the expectation was. Should people not be entering into alliances? Especially when you yourself are in an alliance. And should Cam not defend herself? Yeah, again, I just think it was just an excuse. I think it was all just an excuse to justify their, like, wild decision-making. Oh, you guys were in an alliance with Wes. Yeah. It's just something to say because you have nothing else to say. But, yeah, again, are, are you with me, though? Like, you you liked Cam sticking up to Laurel, and it made sense in terms of what she was saying because Laurel tried to flip it, right, and be like, what do you mean? I'm not – I never said that I was that I was intimidating you, right? Like – yeah. Or that you should be afraid of me. I never said that. And it's like, no, no, no. It's not that you said that, but by your actions, yeah, the way that you were talking yourself. down to other people, right? Especially Ninja, the way that you're talking down to people makes it seem like they should be intimidated by you. And hey, I was with Cam on that one. Yeah. Um, so uh, what, af- what was next, John? Uh, after the club, Georgia and Bear find themselves in the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> And she's a, I don't know if she's making food for both of them, but they're making drunk snacks. Yeah. Uh, Bear is doing the worst job I've ever done, I've ever seen done of spreading butter on the bread. (laughs) And he's telling Georgia how sexy and beautiful she is. And then he goes, do you think I'm beautiful? And she turns and looks at him and goes, your hair looks like shit. 
which is funny because you asked me uh, in like the very first episode of the season what was up with his yep. hair. And very first. they find themselves in the pool together, making nope. out. Laurel notices and is upset, and Bear and Georgia sleep together. The next morning, um, Georgia tells Josh to his face. And like like I was saying earlier, mixed messages aren't mixed at all. If if someone that you're interested in romantically is like, oh, by the way, I slept with so-and-so last night. Sorry. Mm, time to move on. Time to yeah. time to pack up your feelings and drown them in booze. Yeah. And CT and Theo are teasing Bear the next morning, and CT's like, it'll blow over. It never blows <laughs> over on the challenge. Uh, what did you make of Bear's line, though, of, I miss your smelly breath in the morning? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Bear? <laughs> Yo. Um, me and my boys have this line all the time, and shoot or shoot man yep. <laughs> shoot or shoot you gotta shoot the score and my guy is he is a high volume shooter he is Allen Iverson 2001 MVP season <laughs> he might go 9 for 32 but he's getting to 30 points somehow some way he Bear is, is shooting he, the score he's a high volume shooter what was Georgia's response she likes I she miss, said smelly bleep smelly on shits on a Saturday She's referring, I assume, to liquor shits. Oh, man. What the fuck, man? This show, man. They're made for each other. There's there's just so many levels of, like, entertainment on this show. So many levels. Um, But, yes, Josh pretends he's not hurt, but we know that he's hurt. Uh, (laughs) Let's get to the proving ground. Because this is where, you know, if this wasn't already a great episode, minus a club scene. But I know they'll make that up to me later on. Um, the proving ground, there was some shit going down. Because as soon as they walk in, your girl is hype. It's clear Ninja that it's a climbing hype. challenge. I have to say, Ninja, like Turbo, has that big nerd energy. She's got a little <laughs> bit under wraps. She's not like Turbo, who's just out there wilding with Street Fighter poses. But she she definitely has that same big nerd energy, and sure. it it comes out full blast when she realizes it's a climbing challenge, and yeah, in confessional up and, down. and like doing like little like golf claps, and just like I I have to say Johnny was like oh my god she's being full ninja she's going full ninja mm-hmm. it's so annoying. I would find it hard to take as well. <laughs> I but would at the same time I understood. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, yes, it, it was ridiculous, it was over the top, but it made sense because as I was sitting there watching it, I was like, Holy shit, if you're the UK team, you have to put in Laurel now. Like you haven't like if you don't take your shot at Laurel now, you're you're morons. Yeah. You'd be Josh level of stupid. Did I just say that? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Oh, sorry. I should use a Dan Lebetard thing where it's like you can't call people stupid. You say their behavior is stupid. So That's I take right. that back, Josh. You <laughs> exhibit the behavior of someone who is stupid. That is correct. He he is. I think I I feel safe saying that Josh is a very emotional person. Correct. correct. So 
Um, yeah. It's called Branched Out. And what you have to do is use 21 branches, which they're essentially like metal pipes that are made to look like Q-tips for safety's sake. And you have to insert them into these holes up the side of a tree. And these holes are like, they're distinctive. They're like metal rungs that have been drilled in and then they've had these uh, metal holes, I guess, inserted into them. Whoever gets the top and rings their bell first wins, but you must use all 21 branches. Yes. You must put all 21 branches in the holes. Yes. So, um, so at this point, did you know that they were going to pick Laurel? Like you were anticipating that at this point? Uh, yeah, I'd seen stuff in my mentions. I'd seen a tweet by Laurel. I knew what was coming. See, I missed all that. So I, I was happy. I missed all that. I didn't know. And I'll be honest, I was getting so excited for it because I was like, either way, and someone's, someone's confessional said this, but either way, whatever the outcome was, it was going to be incredible, right? Because either Ninja was going to take out Laurel, and at this point of the game, that's massive, or Laurel was going to beat Ninja at her own game. And either outcome is an epic elimination and that's why we're here right so shouts to the uk team because they take their shot right georgia picks cara idris picks laurel and of course we know d was picking laurel because that's what ninja wanted and i actually wrote out let's go (laughs) (laughs) but i was getting hyped because i was like okay this is why i rep laurel because she has that bad bitch mentality where at the end of the day I'm willing to prove it. And I wrote, she's not shook. And then two seconds later, they a confessional came up in which Laurel looked shook. And I was like, whoa, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, you don't really blame her because clearly, it, like, you're going against someone whose nickname is Ninja in a climbing challenge. But Laurel was hoping, hey, maybe my height will come in handy. Who knows? Right? And the actual event... It was so close the entire time. And you didn't really know which way it was going to go, the way that they cut it together. And every time you saw them together, they were basically at the same level. Every time they put up a key or a, a, a note at the bottom, I'm saying key is in, I'm using TV terms, but yeah. a note saying like how many branches were left, it was even. So it was going either way. And it, and the people's reactions, the way that they cut that together was really cool because people were fired up no matter who they were rooting for. And you couldn't really tell which way it was going to go. And they get all the way to the top. And the way that they cut it, it looked like Laurel had one left. Yep. And then Ninja had two left. Ninja puts the se- her second to last one in. And then she can't find the last hole. She's searching searching she can't find it and then laurel does rings the bell and then one of the most epic celebrations we've seen in challenge history is unleashed no yeah she jumps (laughs) off the off the tree knowing that the because they always have someone off camera that is the counterbalance right like when you repel you always have yeah yeah and she just like flips everyone off as she like floats <laughs> to the ground and then she she counts out all 21 very loudly yeah. and then 
Ninja like sort of comes down dazed. No, no, no. But she turns to Ninja and does the DX suck. Yeah, the, like, she, I was gonna say she does well. the DX crotch chops. I have to note she did Shawn Michaels styled, not Triple My H bad. styled DX chops. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. So important, re- important, uh, important distinction. Uh, yes. So she's like a combination of Stone Cold Steve Austin and DX, truly a child <laughs> of the 90s. But then Ninja notices that Laurel had like shoved her branch into the very top of the tree. And Ninja climbs back up to the top of her tree and says, there's no hole up top. Like there's like, I don't have a hole up here. Like there's an, an uneven number of holes between my tree and her tree. And then she's like, Laurel just stabbed hers into the top. Well, the series of events actually, right? It's like Laurel is talking shit and celebrating and Ninja's still hanging at the top, trying to figure out what's going on, right? And she's confused because she's like, there's no hole here, right? So she's like, oh, I don't know. And then she gets let all the way down while Laurel is still celebrating. And then Ninja notices, oh, here's the pole at the bottom of her own thing that she missed and she's like oh it's right here and she puts it in and then she walked over to laurels and then she looks and she's like oh look laurels missing one down here too and then that's when it clicks in her head like oh laurel fucked up so then they start racing back up to the top again and the cutaways at this point were so amazing because everyone's confused trying to figure out what's going on and i like paused and i was like wait a second no yeah no i was so confused i have all caps in my notes i am so confused (laughs) i pride myself okay on coming on this podcast and thinking that it's very rare that i'm fooled by the producers that i don't know what's coming or have an inkling of what's coming and i'll be honest when they went to commercial break and they both were at the top and they only had one stick left when it went to commercial break and I was fast forwarding my PVR, I was like, there's a lot of time left in this still. <laughs> I'm like, I guess Laurel celebrates really hard at the end. That's all I thought. Nowhere did I think, so it comes back, Laurel wins, and I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. She's celebrating, she's going crazy. And then when that happened, I, was, I yelled out loud. Like I actually yelled on my couch by myself at what time would it have been like 8 30 in the morning <laughs> just like oh oh no as they raced back up and i'm like did she actually win and i noticed that tj hadn't said shit yet yeah. so i'm like oh my god she actually won ninja actually won and the the if you just ran a montage of the reactions of the people watching and how it changed so all the people that were like stunned and mad at the beginning then flipped to being happy and vice versa like that was incredible because again i didn't really have a vested interest in terms of who i wanted to win or who i wanted to go home like i was just here to be entertained so i was entertained do you know what i mean i didn't have a rooting interest per se so just the outcome itself was just so incredible but what about for you john were you rooting for one side or the other like how did you receive the twist at the end did you see it coming? I did not see it coming. I, I'm i not a ninja fan. I'm neutral on her. Like, I think she's a nice person. She's obviously very athletic, but, like, mm-hmm. her personality doesn't do anything for me one way or the other. I really like Laurel, 
and have liked her most seasons, but I did not like her this episode, and I yeah. didn't love her last episode. So I was yeah. torn, because, like, history has me pro-Laurel, but... Like, Ninja, I mean, like I said, I thought Ninja was naive to be like, I shouldn't go in. I'm a great athlete. Like, that. Yeah. that's, watch the show. Like, pay attention. <laughs> um, so I was really confused by, I don't know, I was sort of torn, but I didn't find myself rooting hard one way or the other. Um, but like it was See, I didn't like Laurel's celebrating like I thought that was over the top like act like you've been there before because you have <laughs> right and I don't I, I don't know if you've really seen Laurel's Twitter but she's arguing that because TJ blew the horn the competition was over and that's a sh- dumb argument yeah it's not a great argument she said, this was the trickiest and weirdest experience I've ever had in a game on this show. They never make mistakes like that when it comes to gameplay. They checked my post and blew the horn to end gameplay. If anything, I believe this called for a reset. And then she also said, I must mention the reason I celebrated so hard was because before we went into this elimination, Ninja was loud on the bus on the bus saying she was going to do flips up there and that she had a world record. Well, I basically beat you up there, Ninja. Do I have a world record now too? And then she's retweeting people that are uh, like supporting her and like someone posted a screen cap of like how it's a big production error that she could fit her branch up there. And then so Laurel's- the I don't get. The thing I don't get, though, is did Laurel, like, she didn't poke a hole in it. Like, there's an actual hole there. Yeah. So there is a hole at the top. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not like the formal rung. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, there's not a formal rung. It's that there's, like, burlap wrap around the top of the tree for it to, like, hide the camera wires and stuff because there's yeah. camera at the top. And I gather she was able to wedge it in there, like in that space. Yeah, because it actually does look like it does look like it. Do you know what I mean? Like when I I watched it back and it does look like she does put it in one of the one of the holes. And, you know, to go back to what you were just saying, because I was wondering, too, like the same thing. I talked a lot about how I rep Laurel hard, but that. Not that it changed in this episode, because I still, like, the reasons why I rep her, we saw that in that episode. But I think she went way too far. Yeah. Right? And overplayed her hand, and the game moves were dumb. The game moves were, weren't were good enough to overcompensate her abilities in elimination. Right? And, I mean, karma probably does play a part into this. Right? There's a karma aspect like the slow mo of her doing, as you said, the Triple H suck it. Yep. <laughs> like that is an incredible GIF or GIF, however you pronounce it. Like that <laughs> is incredible celebrating. And yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I'm like, okay, so we're just going to get like five minutes of Laurel celebrating to close this out. <laughs> talking shit and maybe like a fake argument. And the way that it turned, you know. 
Dee's up there and she's just looking around and she's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yep. And no one's really saying anything. And even the people are listening. And Laurel's like, uh, but the way that TJ described it too, right? Because doesn't TJ say, well, we went back and reviewed the tapes? Yeah. So there's got to be some legitimacy to what Laurel's point was, right? That they blew it and they said the rules and they're all just standing around waiting for them to review the tape. And credit to Ninja for noticing, hey, wait, she's missing a hole. Because I don't know if, like, if she doesn't notice that, if she doesn't notice that, does anyone else notice? Surely someone from production would be like, hey, Laurel just jammed her final branch at the top. And we didn't put a hole there. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think it was as soon as Ninja points out the hole at the bottom that Laurel has empty, which also didn't make sense why Laurel was trying to climb up with Ninja either, because that would mean Laurel would have to climb all the way up to the top, take the pole out from the top, and then climb all the way back to the bottom, put it into the bottom, and then climb back up and ring the bell before Ninja just climbed up once. Johnny even called to Laurel. He's like, don't, don't climb. Like, don't even entertain this as a possibility. Which is a, which was a smart move, I think. Yeah. Right? Because, like, at that point, you're you're screwed anyways, right? <laughs> but is there any party that agrees with Laurel's complaint or no? I mean, I think she has a legitimate complaint that, like, the reason why both of them missed that rung originally was that they had a GoPro that was sort of settled over the rung. So they both missed it. So, like, I think she has a fair complaint that it wasn't set up fairly, but also she can't say that she won. Yeah. <laughs> right? She like, she, she definitely did not win. Yeah. Um, what was your line of the episode? And, and TJ does say that he rung the horn because she rang the bell. But then after they checked the tapes... Right, which I mean happened in the last challenge, right? They checked the tapes and saw that the other team cheated. So yeah. I mean Laurel doesn't really have an argument there to stand on. And I mean, wow. Wow, wow. I don't remember an ending like that. I don't remember being fooled by the the edit like that. Like I was completely stunned. That was a great ending and wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> And you tweeted that. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> I did. I did. So what was your line of the episode? Like what was your line of the episode, Sheldon? Uh yeah. Oh, I gave my line of the episode earlier. It was Bear. It was right. just pick anything from Bear today. <laughs> bear shooting his shot. Yeah. Take any of those. Yeah. Bear is entertaining. Are you not entertained, Mr. Reality TV? So with a bad haircut there what's your line of the episode georgia had two killer lines she says i can't stay away from bear because i must have been dropped on my head as a child (laughs) and she also says during um the competition uh let me find it because i want to get it right uh josh is in the like giant air bubble and like sort of bumps her and she says in confessional, we all know Josh fancies me and wants to mow me down, but not today. <laughs> Shouts to Georgia. Georgia's good peoples. Georgia's really funny. And yeah, when Bear's trying to get 
tell Laurel, hey, maybe we should think of having babies, and she yells out. <laughs> she yelled out, you said that to me yesterday? That was well played. Yeah. So I have, to, I have to ask you, Sheldon, who killed it for you this week? Um, this is a weird twist. And I didn't do this on purpose, but I'm going back-to-back LVPs. Wow. Back-to-back. And I know that's not something, I'm not trying to start a trend at all, but... Laurel, like, you had a terrible, terrible episode. And it pains me to say this because I love Laurel. I think Laurel is one of the best competitors on this show. She's highly entertaining. She hits you from all angles, whether it's, you know, having fun in the house, hooking up, beast mode and challenges, talking shit. Laurel is great reality TV. She's a great challenge competitor. This was one of the worst episodes I've ever seen for a competitor. First off, she fell for Kyle's lies, okay? Why are you listening to Kyle and just taking Kyle's word? Who's Kyle? Why would Kyle know everybody that Wes was in an alliance in? That makes no sense. You just took his word for gospel and you ran with that. Two, you were manipulated by Bear this whole season. You're following him around like a little puppy dog and then Bear hooks up with Georgia and you saw it. Then on top of that, If I called out Josh last week, okay, Mm -hmm. for weakening his team to then eliminate one of his own best players, Laurel throwing a challenge for your own team to lose, and you coming up with this plan, then running around the house with your notebook calling shots, in the tribunal being super rude as if you're calling all the shots, especially, again, this all being based off info from a lie from Kyle, but then... Again, now you end up in the elimination. (laughs) You threw a challenge for your team to lose, and then you end up in elimination. Then if it couldn't get worse, you think you win. You're celebrating like you just won a championship, like you're Joe Carter and you just hit a (laughs) walk-off home run to win the World Series, bat-flipping like Batista, flipping off everyone. And then it turns out that you lose. I didn't think that it was possible for someone to have a worse episode than Josh did last week. But Laurel, you proved me wrong. And for that reason, you are the LVP of this episode. And that hurts me to say. Because Laurel's my girl. I rep Laurel. That was a brutal episode for Laurel. And I like that she said, though, oh, I have to come back. I love this game too much. I got to come back. Yeah, you do. Because <laughs> you got you to gotta make up for this shit. Well, you touched on who my MVP is, and that is Kyle. <laughs> yes. Because, because we talked about how Johnny and Laurel did too much. And it's just putting the heat on them, and it's over the top. Do you know who did the exact right amount? <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Kyle in a what was it at most a five minute conversation yeah totally destroyed the americans and the best part is now that laurel's out of the house no one knows that he did it right like there's no one who's gonna be like fucking kyle right like he just like tipped like pushed the first domino and then let it all play out he didn't gloat. I mean, we saw him at one point in the pool with just like a shit-eating grin watching all this play out. But aside from that, 
totally didn't sell it. You know, no one knows his role. I'm not even sure Kyle recognizes how influential he was. Yeah. But just perfectly played. His uh, nemesis, uh, Kara and Polly, who he can always count on for gunning for him, they're totally occupied. The Brits, his team, finally won. Like, just a great job. He now has a better sense of where CT's loyalties lie. Right? Like, just a great fact-finding week. You know, setting things in motion without any blowback falling on him. And, like like I said, the, uh, the trail is not going to come back to him. Like, just yeah. a great performance by Kyle. Good on him. Good for you, Kyle. The... The biggest thing, though, about where we're at so far in this season is, and I'm not patting ourselves on the back for this because I can't, there's no way we would have predicted something like this would have happened. But we said in our preview of this season, USA versus the UK, the US would be their own worst enemy, right? If you go back to just how this game was playing out, they were dominating the UK so easily. And now in the span of two weeks, the U.S. team has lost arguably two of their best players. Well, definitely their strongest female competitor. And Wes, definitely got to give Wes, what, top three? Yeah. Of the male competitors? But either way, you're now down two of your own best players based off of throwing a challenge and then having your own team eliminate one of their own players. That's insane. <laughs> I know. They're just they're totally self-destructing. And as you oh. touched on... How are they going to turn that around? Like, where do the Americans go from here? Like, in the next competition, are they going to be like, okay, now we're going to win for real? What if they can't win for real? Well, I love that the next, uh, they showed the next episode preview, and it looked like a swimming challenge. You know who's pretty good at swimming? Wes. Laurel. (laughs) Good job, Josh. (laughs) Yeah, Laurel. Laurel set this all up last week. Like, yeah, that's terrible. And there was um, another clip of people shouting at Josh and him going, stop speaking to me like I'm a child. (laughs) Uh, One thing I do want to happen, though, all our faithful You Killed It listeners, Laurel put out a tweet a couple days ago. I know we're going to wrap soon, John. I got to run, too. But, um... (laughs) Laurel put out a tweet a couple days ago, and I can't find it now, of course, because I'm looking for it. But it was basically about how never believe anyone when they tell you you cannot do something. The only thing that matters is that you believe in yourself. You can do this. And I quote tweeted this and said, so this means I should be able to get you to come on our You Killed It podcast then, right? And she hasn't responded back yet. So I would... I would like for our You Killed It listeners to tag our friend Laurel. We are, we are fans of Laurel. We rep what Laurel does. But we want to have her come on the pod and just have a conversation about her being a boss, but also just what went wrong in this episode. And, you know, the power of Twitter, the power of the You Killed It army. Let's see what we can do here to get Laurel onto the You Killed It podcast. That is my challenge to our listeners. I like it. I think it's a good challenge. Where can people find you on social media so they know to tag you when they are tweeting at Laurel? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And like and subscribe to the podcast, You Killed It Podcast, on YouTube, on YouTube and on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Just look for You Killed It Podcast. Like and subscribe. Rate us, rank us, all that fun stuff. Tell your friends. John, where can the people find you? I am at J Chidley Hill on both Twitter and Instagram. And that's all we have this week. Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it. Except for Laurel and Josh.